0: Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over the counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains, like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne, of My Kind of Sweet and The Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And Maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Okay. We are here today with Megan from Soba Sisters, which that is the cutest name. I'm guessing you're out east.
1: Yes. Boston. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. okay.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I don't know a whole lot of your story, which I'm excited to learn about it on here. I think your presence on Instagram is amazing. Your, Your videos are always so just... Light and uplifting and fun. Like you definitely show that side of sobriety. So I'm excited to hear how you started in all this. So before we talk about sobriety, let's go back. Let's do it. First, who you are, and then your drinking story. Let's get that out of the way, and then we'll talk about the good stuff. Exactly. All right.
1: So, (laughs) yeah, my name's Megan. Um, Yeah. So I live in Boston and uh, I work in healthcare. I work in an emergency room here in radiology. Couple overnights a week. Oh wow! I love my job, And now it's just so funny because I thought that that's where I would just be forever. But now with sobriety, things have just opened—you know, opened up—and I feel like anything's possible now.
0: Yeah, I know it's interesting to hear. Like you have a quote-unquote real job. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people like this does influencing like takes on a, a life of its own, and then it becomes a job. So the fact that you're still doing that too is amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And so I guess to go back, um, really, so I've been sober. It'll be two years in December.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Pretty much like drinking, I guess, in my younger years was, quote unquote, like normal for somebody in their 20s. You know, I could go days, weeks without drinking. And I wouldn't think about it in between those times. But I do have to say when I did drink, in my younger years, it wasn't good. I I never could handle my alcohol, I guess you could say. I would black out. I would behave in ways that just wasn't me. And then I had my first son at 25. So I feel like that kind of slowed me down. I didn't really drink. I didn't go out.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So your your son slowed you down in your drinking rather than a lot of times moms, especially new moms in motherhood, like their drinking does escalate because it's like, what the hell's going on? What is this? So yours slowed down.
1: At first, when my kids right, when my kids yeah, were yeah, little, yeah. little. I mean, they're 13 yeah. and eight now, my boys. So this okay. is, you know, going back 13, 14 years ago. And I was you know, pretty much a stay-at-home mom for a while. And um, it just, alcohol really wasn't a thing in my life. I hadn't discovered wine yet. And that was kind of, when wine comes into the picture, everything changes.
0: When wine comes in, so does mommy wine culture. Exactly.
1: And that's kind of what happened. I got sucked in like around the time when my Youngest son went to school at kindergarten. I started hanging out with moms in the town, okay. getting invited to girls' night out and um, play dates that involved alcohol. Like, it, I got invited once. To a um a sledding playdate at somebody's house. This is a 10 a.m. and they're pouring mimosas. I, I didn't oh know. God. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I was like, okay, this is this is what we do. All right. So
0: also like sledding and drinking. That doesn't sound like a great. <laughs> doesn't sound like a great combo. Exactly. And it,
1: luckily, it was more the kids that were that were just, yeah that were yeah, sledding. And the moms yeah. were just hanging around having mimosas. So it didn't get out of control until really when I was going through my divorce in 2017 and then I completely turned to alcohol to self medicate during that yeah. really hard 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 time
0: like that's and and you look back at that and it's like yeah of course that's understandable right and that's not rare
1: exactly and you know it's really just a natural human response to want to soothe our pain and I was in I was definitely in pain for sure and I was scared and my family all lives in New York, so I don't have any family around here. I had to start over, support myself, pay bills, it's like real-life adult stuff. But I was married, and yeah. I had you know, stability, I guess you could say, when it came to that stuff. And So I remember just when we moved out, the kids and I, I was drinking wine. Basically, every night that I wasn't working my hospital job, which was three overnights a week. So all those other nights, though... I was drinking to the point, um, you know, I would drink a bottle of wine pretty regularly and I would black out like most of the times. I would just not remember going to bed. I would would end up like falling asleep crying. Like it made it all so Mm. much worse, like everything that I was going through.
0: It's so interesting when you say it wasn't until you discovered wine. I think wine we have been taught that wine is this fancy, elegant, some can be organic, like just this great drink. And it's like, no, it's it's the same poison, just in a different package. And so when we think about like, you know, blacking out and like all this stuff, you don't think of wine.
1: You don't. And um, it's funny. You, you don't. It's funny you say that about organic wine or healthy wine. Yeah. Because probably like two years before I got sober, I was selling organic, like organic, healthy wine. I literally was really? yeah. yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it's just so funny now to like, I have all these photos I took with me holding like the organic wine and, and yeah. I, it's just so funny to me now. <laughs> but
0: it's, it's, That's like still like Cameron Diaz has like her organic wine line. And it's like, that's still going on. It's like, well, yeah, sure. Organic poison. Okay. Right. Alcohol (laughs) is alcohol. It doesn't
1: matter what form it is. If it's in vodka, if it's in whiskey, if it's in wine, at the end of the day, it's still all alcohol. But I think that's kind of why we get sucked into it as as moms and women, because it's just wine and it's good for your heart you know, they say, and so it's just made to be normal and that we deserve it after a hard day, like being a mom and it's going to help us unwind. And I've totally bought into that for sure.
0: Yeah. Of course. Until
1: I just, my life was pretty crazy. I would say the the three years after my divorce, I was emotionally just all over the place. I was just erratic kind of. And I know it was yeah. had to do with the drinking and uh, I didn't even know where my baseline was. I couldn't heal properly from my divorce because I just kept numbing the, the pain and just pushing it down, pushing it down. And so I found myself at the end of 2020, just completely in a really deep depression. I had tried at this point to moderate you know make all the rules for a long time which never worked you know only drinking on the weekends yeah. drinking water in between um you know just taking a break but it would never last more than 3 4 days and so yeah i was i definitely was depressed you know i called my brother one night and um who i was you know really close with he's in out in the west coast and i said i can see how people want to end their lives because that's just how I felt. Mm. I was so just, I felt no like purpose or anything. And it was really bad at at the end of 2020.
0: Yeah. And so, uh, God, I'm sorry you went through that. What happened to make you say, okay, maybe, maybe there's another way.
1: Yep. So, you know, I'll, I'll never forget this night. And so it was the day after Christmas Okay. I didn't have my kids so that was the triggering time and I didn't have family so it wasn't like I was around all these people and everything I was alone and of course what do I do when I was oh. alone? I go get wine and I go get sushi. That was like my go-to evening yeah. and I sit on my couch in the corner and so I drank um a bottle of wine that night and it usually wasn't more than that. I bought every time I bought a bottle of wine. Like I was I didn't keep alcohol in my house. I just would you know, that was my way yeah. of controlling it, I guess. So yeah. I re- I remember passing out, you know, and waking up at 3 a.m., which was so typical. You know, you you think you drink nice. and then you get you sleep, but you don't. You you pass out and then you're going to wake up a million times.
0: So, oh yeah, it's it's not sleep. No, yeah. definitely
1: not. So I woke up at 3 a.m. like so sick already, head pounding, and just like I remember sitting up in my bed crying and being like, oh "My God, somebody just." give me a sign. Please help me. I, I cannot do this anymore. I, like what is wrong with me? I did it again, but this time was just different. I literally was like begging, like just yeah. somebody to help me. And at that time I had never been to like a meeting or anything like that. I don't so know. Like an
0: AA meeting you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Right? I had okay. never
1: been. And I had a friend through Instagram who he was in AA and he would and he ha- happened to live in Boston although we had never met we met through our Instagram food pages okay and I, I had told him over the years about my drinking and that i wanted to stop and so i was like you know let me look up some meetings in in the area and this was actually during covid so there weren't any in person meetings yeah. so i had joined the luckiest club Oh, me too. Yeah. Yes.
0: During COVID. Yeah. Right.
1: Exactly. And because I loved the We Are the Luckiest book. Oh, and, um, so which, good. So I love her and I got to meet her in real life. But, uh, so anyways, I had joined the luckiest club, but I never went to the meetings. I was paying for the monthly yeah. membership. So I'm like, let me go through my emails. Let me see what the if there's a meeting tomorrow. I just Let me just check it out. So I find it. But I also find at the same time, I, I won a scholarship to her sobriety course. I had applied one night. Oh. And it was like-
0: and So I, you like, just discovered that you won like on that night? You, yes. Oh, I wow. was searching my
1: emails. Yes. And it had come like a week prior, but I didn't see it. Yeah. And it was basically like, if you don't accept this by such and such date, then you're forfeiting it. The yeah. date was the next day.
0: Wow. So,
1: and I was and it was a seven hundred fifty dollars course, which as a single mom, wow. I didn't have that kind of money. I, yeah. I had applied and said, you know, I work in health healthcare, I'm a single mom, I really just need help, and I would love to win this. And I had forgot that I had applied for it, so I wow. won
0: it. Yeah,
1: and that changed everything. Honestly, that opportunity that I was given changed it all. So so then I call my little brother up at three a.m. Yeah, and now I'm crying like happy tears, and I'm like, I just won this thing, and it's gonna. And it did. It just, it changed me because I started the next week. I started going to Zoom meetings. And that's when I realized like, oh my God, I'm not alone. I thought I was the only person, the only mom, woman that was struggling with alcohol. And um, when I went to these meetings, there was hundreds of people on them. And I was like, oh my God. And so that's when everything just started.
0: And especially in COVID, like, of course you felt alone because first of all, we were alone, you know? And of course you felt like you were the only one because like our village is gone. You don't, you don't see anybody like you're not out. You're not seeing anybody else's drinking habits. I think a lot of moms started drinking at home because of course, right? Like they were struggling and freaking out and scared. I totally understand like the feeling alone part. That's that's yeah. scary. Yeah.
1: Right. And I do have to say that my drinking definitely ramped up during COVID because they were like, everybody go out and stock up on your alcohol. And right. I bought like a handle of vodka. I don't even yeah. never drink vodka at home. I just thought I had to do it because they were like <laughs> they were like, like toilet paper to. and alcohol. Yeah. Right, exactly. And you know, that doing the homeschooling and like oh, my son. God. My older son has learning disabilities. So I'm like, I literally gave up on the homeschooling. I was totally. like, I don't even worry about it, buddy. Yeah. And, Yeah. So I noticed that I, my drinking did ramp up. I always said like, well, I don't drink in the morning, so I must not have a problem. But to be honest, I was coming home after my overnight shifts. So stressed from doing, you know, working with COVID patients and everything. I was drinking in the morning when I got home from work. And really that's just like the end, just like escalated so fast for me. I, my, I felt like I was either drinking recovering from drinking or scheming my drinking. Like, yeah, how can I work this into like my kids activities? And how can I, you know, I got a wheat because I got to pick my kids up at seven. So I can't start drinking till after like, it was just like constant.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then you found the luckiest club and started going to those meetings. And then was it was that it then you kind of never looked back?
1: basically I mean yeah. yeah so I end up doing a um, hundred days on my own and okay. that was the longest I had gone like in forever yeah. I did feel different within like two weeks I started to feel alive again slowly started yeah. to feel alive again I was starting to journal in the morning and meditate all things that I had learned in the sobriety course that Mm -hmm. I was taking with, with Laura. And, um, I just started implementing like a morning routine, a nighttime routine, trying to keep myself busy. So I did a hundred days and then the course ended and I was kind of like, Oh, what do I do now? Right. Um, Yeah. At this point, I still didn't really connect. I didn't have like a sober buddy or like a friend or really anyone that i talked to outside of anything. And, uh, So I ended up actually going on medication at this point, um, which I've talked about. I've recently opened up about using naltrexone, and I was on that for like a few months, like maybe three to four
0: months. So what is that? Because I'm not familiar with that. Yeah.
1: So my, my psychologist, I had gotten a new psychologist, one who I was using another one for years, and I kept telling her like, I want to stop drinking. This is a problem. And I feel like she didn't know anything about it. So nothing happened. So I got a new one. I started working with a psychiatrist. I started taking Wellbutrin for my depression. And um, she suggested at the time naltrexone. And I was like, oh, I don't need a medication to help me. Um, And she's like, well, just go look it up. See if, you know, maybe it's not for you. And I'm like, okay. So I went home that night and I researched it. And I found out that basically it's a medication that helps you with cravings. It's not an abuse where you're going to get physically ill and throw up if you if you drink. This yeah. one's different. It literally, you don't desire alcohol like you used to. Okay. It it, it literally works the first day that you take it.
0: Wow. I'm not kidding you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's that's interesting for people who are really struggling to get out of that that early sobriety state where you're still craving alcohol because you do get out of that. You know, like that doesn't last forever. But when you're in that. Um, Yeah. Talk to your doctor about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so you found that it worked for you?
1: Yeah, it, it really did work for me um, really well. It's actually used a lot with Wellbutrin for people that either want to quit smoking, people with overeating, binge eating problems, and also with alcohol use disorder. And um, wow. it's just... Wait, does in, it
0: work with sugar? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly, what, I, that's it, what I need it for now. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, I feel like it does because it's all like yeah. that same, you know, like dopamine <laughs> problem. like And wow. uh, yeah, probably would. And... Yeah. So it just, it really did start working right away. And I now I, I do recommend it to people. So I'm not someone that's like medication, medication. I definitely, it's a last resort for me. But at this point, you know, I work in a hospital, I see what happens to people, young people, women, especially that are coming in with liver cirrhosis and and alcoholic hepatitis. And I'm seeing, and it is just horrible. And um, so I'm like, you know what? The benefits outweigh the risks. I'm going to temporarily use this medication to help me. Yeah. And so I suggest it to all the ladies that come to my group. Like if I see them relapsing a lot or just not being able to get past like a week. I'm like, right. just, like
0: if they can't get past those first hard weeks, how, how long okay. are you on it? Or is it because it's just a temporary thing?
1: Yeah. Like it's, it's based probably whatever. I think you could yeah. be on it for a while. Like I was on it maybe it was like 4 months.
0: Okay. Yeah, so to get past that like hard solo sobriety days, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I literally have been seeing people uh ladies use it and then getting to, you know, 30, 60, 100 days and yeah. then they it's like taking the training wheels off. Totally. And then you go and it's you know, it's not a quick fix. You still have to do the work. You right. still have to connect with people and go to therapy or you know do yeah, things it's not just you what, take it and that's yeah,
0: it. Yeah, figure out what's under there to begin with. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so I guess so that was like the next step in my journey was I did do that for a little while and then in um June of 2021 I started my Instagram page and I had no plans for it to become what it did. Yeah. But my page I'd say saved me, I don't think I would have gone this long had I not created my page. And then I started hosting meetings because I just felt like we needed them. And so in October of last year, so over a year ago, I started doing support meetings for women.
0: That's amazing.
1: It's just been incredible. Um,
0: Yeah. Again,
1: if I didn't have the meetings, I definitely wouldn't have stayed sober for sure.
0: Yeah. It's just incredible to see women creating these platforms and these groups and support groups and what they needed when they were getting sober that wasn't necessarily there. I mean, you had Laura's group, which is amazing. And I'm sure that inspired you to be like, oh yeah, this this helps because it does.
1: It really does. And I think I wanted something smaller because her groups were very large and I never got a chance to talk like so I was like I want a smaller more intimate one but I mean now some of these meetings like last night we had like 35 of us which is pretty standard on the Wednesday night meeting and but everybody's just so close now like the same once you start coming you you keep coming.
0: And so it's it's just over zoom right. Mm -hmm. And is it, do you have, like, are you hosting it or how does, how do the meetings work? I'm always interested in this. I I have a Facebook group and I haven't like delved into the meetings thing. People have been asking, but I'm like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I never know what I'm doing. I just, I just wait and see how things go. So yeah. What do you guys, do you host it? Do you have speakers or how does that work?
1: So I host it. I've had speakers. I had some just people that I enjoyed and they would yeah. come on and share something. But for the most part, it's just me hosting it.
0: Oh, yeah. um,
1: and so I do it like three times a week for an hour every week. And um,
0: Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, it, it is.
1: It, it definitely can be a lot. Um, but it's one of those things, you know, like, you know, when you have to go to the gym and you're like, oh, I don't want to go. And then you get there and you're like, yes. oh, I'm so glad I did. Every time I'm like, yes. I'm so glad I came. Like, you guys are the best. And, and just seeing everybody like Come and th- I've seen it so many times where people come to me on day one. They come to a meeting. They're crying. They're at their at their rock bottom, and then I see the transformation. And now they're like, "I'm 54 days sober," and it's just like, "Oh God, this is so amazing!" Totally. And, and I didn't know what I was doing. I just, you know, I did go and get my health coaching certification last year. And
0: okay, what is that? I have my holistic
1: health coaching certification. I always wanted to be a health coach, yeah. you know, even though I work in radiology. And so I went to, it's called IIN, the Institute of Integrated Nutrition. And I went and got that certification. So they do kind of teach you how to run groups.
0: Okay. Oh, cool. Look at what you've done in sobriety. Like what? <laughs> That's amazing.
1: It's un- it's unreal. It really is. Like when I think about it, um, and then I'm, I'm just finishing my professional recovery coaching certification. I'm I'm almost wow. done with that. I just have to do the hands-on portion. Yeah, so I guess the meetings are really just, you know, I facilitate them. I, Everybody just will go around and they'll share their story. A, a woman last night celebrated three years sobriety, so we kind of had a party for her. And Ugh. people sent her all these gifts from the group, and we sent her a big thing of flowers today. And um, it's just a great community. Yeah, it's amazing. We have a group chat on WhatsApp that has like 150 of us on it. That's going off all day long. Like I can't even keep up.
0: Oh my God. Totally.
1: The things that have happened in this short time, like not even two years, my life is completely different. I am completely different. I I don't even know that girl that was in the end of 2020. Like that is just so far away from where I am the opportunities now. I work full-time for the Sober Buddy app. I do all of their social media. And
0: oh, just, cool.
1: Yeah. Like, I didn't know I would do social media.
0: Yeah. Is that a sober tracking app, right? Like a, tracking is. the days? Okay. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good tool for sure. I, I don't count days, but I know some people like are really into that day and checking that all the time. So that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Especially in the beginning. I I kind of forget too. I'm like, oh, let me me look. I don't know. I I lost track. But in the the first hundred days, I definitely was like tracking it very closely.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. And so I can imagine like holidays are, how do you feel about holidays? Like just giving some tips for like, if this is somebody's first holiday, first sober holiday, it's scary because, you know, drink and be merry and all that. And so- what, what do you feel about sober holidays and how has that been for you? Yeah, I would
1: say, you know, especially Christmas is yeah. what I have such a history with my drinking. So, yeah, I mean, between having my that moment, which was yes. when I drank on that Christmas and then two years before that, you know, a couple of years before this, when I was going through my divorce, I we went out as a family drinking and then I proceeded to go out drinking that night passed out at a friend's house and almost missed Christmas morning with my kids opening their presents. They were two and seven and I made it home in time, but I didn't get to put the presents under the tree. I was so hungover on the couch. I wasn't present. So yeah, so holidays now, I mean, I would say be prepared, bring your own drinks wherever you're going. If you're going to like your mom's house or whatever, just, yeah, bring your own. That's going to be the biggest thing. Put it in a fancy wine glass with... With ice, so, you've, so no one yeah. knows, and, and no one cares really. If you you think that they do, it's but they, so tr- they no.
0: don't. It's so true. You think that they do. I think that with everything, though, like we, I'm the starring role in my life. I'm not the starring role in anybody else's life. Like they don't care about me, <laughs> right? You know, they don't. like and so yeah, you could just let yourself off the hook with that. Like no one cares. Maybe for the first two minutes, it might feel a little awkward, but then they're gonna forget because then they'll be drinking. Okay, so then they'll forget. <laughs>
1: exactly and, and we always talk about in the group to just play the tape forward how do you want to feel the next morning yeah how do you want to feel like later that night when you get home you know just think about it as one night you know not forever not every christmas now for the rest of our life or every right. thanksgiving just one and you can do anything for for one day
0: yeah and kind of play it side by side like think back to if you've had those moments of you know, drinking too much Christmas Eve and then waking up late and forgetting to fill the stockings or like, I've heard that story and like all of that, like think of that.
1: Yeah. I, I do that a lot. I even if I'm, you know, cause I still once in a while, it'll be like, Hmm, I wonder if, you know, it, it'll yeah. creep in my mind. And yeah. I think about my worst hangover. I think about my most cringy moment. And I just like, just sit there and think about it and picture yeah. it in my mind. And then I'm like, okay, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back.
0: This, right. this, it'll end
1: up there. I, I just yeah. I can't drink.
0: And And like you gave it, you gave it how many chances, you know, like we tried that we've tried that so many times and it generally ends the same. So I'm not going to be tricked anymore. So, you know, you were going through your hard time with your divorce, which I can't imagine like how hard that is. And you know that you were drinking to kind of numb those feelings. Have those now come up in sobriety?
1: I feel like I've worked through them all for the most part. They're much better. Um, you know, I have done a lot of work since that day. I, I, I got a, a life coach who helps people that oh, really, I, yeah. Yeah. Like I had, and I had never used a coach, but I had yeah. Google searched like people dealing with toxic relationships, which yes. even though I was divorced, I was still dealing with a toxic yeah. relationship and she helped me just gain confidence. It was, it, I don't know, like we only met like five times, but yeah. she, I saw her like she, you know, had escaped or, you know, was thriving in life and um, came from a dark place. And I just saw that and was so, like, empowered. So, you know, I did that. And then I, I also took a divorce course through, like, a church that I don't even belong to. Yeah. But I was just wanted to work through those feelings. So I did that. I had gotten a new therapist. So I feel like I've really worked through a lot of those feelings
0: yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like you were like, yeah, let's see what's going on and working through it.
1: Yeah, it's. I just feel like a completely new, new person. You know, I had mood swings like all the time. I thought for sure, you know, I was googling like and, and quit like a woman. She said she had diagnosed herself with borderline personality disorder. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, because I thought for sure I was bipolar. I was like googling it, the symptoms, and I'm like, but. I didn't have it. It really was the alcohol because I can regulate my emotions so much better these days. And you don't realize how much alcohol is affecting you until you take it away and you get to your what your normal is.
0: Totally. And it takes a while to even figure out what your normal is. Because like, if, like most of us, you've been drinking since you're in high school... Like, Mm -hmm. you've never had to figure that out as an adult. Like, how do I self-soothe? I don't know. Like, you know, all that stuff, like figuring that out, I think takes a while. I always, like, I get slammed sometimes for, like, making sobriety look easy and, you know, like all of this. And I'm like, well, sure, it's not all that. It's easier than life with alcohol. Sobriety is hard because you have to feel stuff. (laughs) And you have to figure out how to do that, because a lot of us don't know that.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I think I always try to put a positive spin on things and I try to make it look, I want the sober life to like look good from somebody who's still struggling and yeah. I'm not saying it's all rainbows and sunshine, but...
0: But it's way better. <laughs> it, it's, that, that, that is not a lie when we say that it's way better. You know yeah. what I mean? So I'm like... And I'm also, I'm like, well, if they're going to glamorize alcohol, then I'm going to glamorize sobriety because right. it's just... Yeah. Let me do that. Right. I think just a lot of people get caught off guard in early sobriety when they're like, well, because either it's that pink cloud of like everything's good or it's like, holy shit, like my anxiety's worse. I'm not sleeping as well, even though you weren't sleeping before, you were just passed out. But I think it just takes a while. Like it's you gotta give yourself some time and sobriety to figure it all out. And I you you still aren't gonna figure it all out, but <laughs> you'll you'll get there. You know, I always say too,
1: like parenting is hard enough. Why make it harder by being hungover or yes. being like hating yourself, you know, because the self-loathing that comes with it is like crippling.
0: Oh, and the guilt. Mm -hmm. I think that with moms too, like we put enough on ourselves and we have enough guilt. Like even when we're doing all we can, I mean, we're still going to screw up, which we should because that's fine because we're human. But like the guilt that also comes with drinking, like that extra layer of guilt, like you could just do away with that. Like that really just goes away then you're not waking up guilty anymore or feeling guilty.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's what some people do say like, well, why don't I feel better yet? And I'm like, you didn't do the damage overnight. So you got to think you just woke up for the last three years of your life telling yourself you, you suck before you even get out of bed. I mean, that was something I struggled with too. was like, I didn't even like myself. I didn't love myself. I couldn't even look in the mirror. So I started putting post-its everywhere. Like, Oh, telling myself. What the fr- they say? <laughs> so they I, would say, I know." <laughs> there's a couple, one of them was, um, and I learned these from the course I was taking, but yeah. one was, um, I am not my past. I am a person of dignity and honor. And oh. I love that one because we're not defined by the worst things we've ever done. You know, yeah. the fact I almost missed Christmas morning one year doesn't define me as a mom.
0: Well, because that wasn't you, that was the alcohol. Right. <laughs> like if not for the alcohol, you would not miss Christmas morning that was the alcohol. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I just loved it, you know, but it it took a while. And then now I'm like, one day I remember just walking by the mirror and being like,
0: oh, hey, I I like you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're like, wait a second. You're cute. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) Totally. It's totally like, yeah, the self-esteem comes back because you're you're who you truly are meant to be. And there's none of that noise and nonsense and distraction.
1: Yeah. It's unbelievable. And even my relationship, you know, I've been in a relationship for the the last like four years and that's completely changed. Like, oh gosh, there were so many nights we would go out to dinner and we would have the greatest time. I would spend so much time getting ready and try to look all pretty. But by the end of the night, I would be either crying. I would yeah. like be we'd get into the bed after this wonderful dinner and I would end up crying and falling asleep crying. I would pick a fight.
0: Yes, yeah, the fights. From
1: something that bothered me from a month ago and I'd be like, you remember yeah. that time like a month ago like
0: And he's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, like, oh, yeah. And then the fights, yeah, <laughs> the, the unnecessary fights like those are just eliminated. I mean, my husband and I still Fight, but it's not nearly as much, and it's also just like about real stuff. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, I can fight. I feel like in a good way now. Like I, yeah, where before, yeah, I was afraid to fight because I was felt so crappy about myself that I would just like be like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever. But now I'm like, I usually will. I'll stand up for myself so much more because I'm not questioning what I really did the night before. Cause sometimes I would forget I, or I wouldn't remember half of our night. So I would, didn't want to fight about it. Cause I'd be like, Oh, let's see. I don't even want right. to, what, what did I and say? And then you just
0: feel like you're in the wrong no matter what you're like, Oh, I was drinking. I must be wrong. And yeah. it's like, e- even if there are issues to work out, it's that not trusting yourself and now you can trust yourself and your feelings and you know how you feel
1: that's the best
0: <laughs> oh it is the best so and does he drink
1: he does drink but um we don't yeah. live together i just live here with my kids and i and so when we're together he doesn't really drink although it was funny like last week and we went out and he ordered a martini and um, which i don't care cuz he doesn't really yeah. have a problem with it but we ended up talking about alcohol the whole time about like how the horrible the health benefits are, how horrible the health, you <laughs> yeah. know, issues are. And, and I'm like, I probably ruined his, his drink, but I mean, oh, he, well. he's definitely, I feel like more conscious now because yeah. I'm always subtly trying to be like, did you know that it's linked to seven yeah. different cancers and, you know, things like that. So, so yeah, he, and
0: he, like that, that's the thing, like we're sobriety influencers, even like in our house. Cause even <laughs> with my husband, like he, you know, he had never thought about stopping, like he's Fine, like he'll have a couple beers when he golf's, but just hearing all this stuff that I say, and like he's like, oh wow, and then it is the thing once you know it, you can't unknow it, Mm -hmm. and like alcohol and wellness spaces, that's like my big kick now. And he's like, (laughs) can you believe that at Miraval? I'm like, yeah, I know this is what I've been saying, you know, like he's (laughs) learning, he's learning it as we go too. So I like that it's just slowly, you know, it's it's sinking in.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so we can't make other, you know, I would never want him to feel like he can't drink in front of me or force yeah. it upon him, but it's, it's nice when they're, when they are kind of just listening and maybe even re looking at, you know, at their relationship and just changing their relationship a little bit or second guessing yeah. that random drink, you know, that's like, do I really, is it worth it? No. Yeah.
0: And even just being mindful about what it does. Like most people don't know what alcohol is and what it does.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't. I honestly, no. I had no idea. It was like directly linked to like breast cancer and
0: colon cancer.
1: And like, even though I work in healthcare, I knew there was like liver cirrhosis and, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: But Like the extremes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had no idea. Like in in esophageal cancer and years ago when I started learning about it, it would make it less enjoyable because then I was picturing the wine going down my esophagus and like burning it and causing cancer. Yeah.
0: Okay, you guys, there's a visual for you right there. If you if you are like struggling to just like get those cravings gone and the witching hour and you're like, God, I just want that glass of wine. If you're romanticizing wine, here's what you think about. Think about just like when we see cigarettes and we think of like black lungs. When you see wine, think about it burning down your throat. That's pretty powerful.
1: Yeah, because your lining, your, esoph- your esophagus lining is so delicate. And so you're putting ethanol down your, like it over time, you know, it's, so the more I learned, the more I was like, wow, this isn't totally me. It's, this is highly addictive. It's a poison. And so I recommend anyone who's like, wants to quit. And, you know, first of all, follow your gut instinct. If you feel it's a problem then it is, don't listen to Susie down the street that tells you that it's normal because everybody's doing it.
0: Yeah, because she just wants to drink with you. <laughs> right. She She's, just wants a partner in drinking.
1: Exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. Susie. But I say start with reading and learning about it. That's where I started. And that was a game changer for me reading different books. Yeah. And-
0: what was your favorite book other than We Are the Luckiest by Laura McCown, which we talk about on here a lot? But what was, yeah, what was one that like really changed it for you?
1: I would say Quit Like a Woman. I really liked how she talked about how women are sort of targeted by big alcohol companies. And I was like, wow, like I was pissed. Like when I read some of it, I'm like, that is so we're totally being targeted. And and how we think we're this like health conscious uh, generation of people. We yoga, so cycle, we keto juice cleanse and we're drinking effing rocket fuel. And I was like, yeah. that is me. I thought I was so healthy. And I, I yeah. was except for that. So I loved Quit Like a Woman. And uh, this naked mind was super helpful too, to get the science kind of behind it and the cravings. And after we have one drink and we said we we're only going to have one, why do we end up thinking it's a great idea to have more than that? Yeah. And learning the science behind it was very interesting.
0: I, th- I feel like you and I had such... Similar journeys to sobriety. I stopped January 2020 after a brutal hangover, and I didn't go to meetings or anything. The word alcoholic freaked me out, and I was like, well, I'm not that. Whatever that is, I don't know. I still don't know, and I still haven't answered that question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just started listening to audiobooks like This Naked Mind, Quit Like a Woman, We Are the Luckiest, Blackout is a really good one. Like just – I unbrainwashed myself. Yes, exactly. I couldn't look at it the same again.
1: Totally. That's exactly what I feel like. And the same thing for me, like I don't consider myself an alcoholic, but I do feel like after researching and learning that I definitely had alcohol use disorder. I feel like that connected with me and it kind of helped me to realize, you know, it's a a scale, you know, like in the whole gray area drinking. And I think it holds people back from, getting the help that they need, because they don't think that, you know, that their, their rock bottom isn't what you think it is. So it, therefore people aren't getting help. So when I learned alcohol use disorder and looked it up and researched it, I was like, that's me, you know, like I'm still doing all right in life on the outside. I look good. I didn't lose my job. Like I actually was highly performing in my job. I didn't get a DUI ever.
0: Thank God, I know. That's why I always say just by the grace of God, just like, mock. I don't know how I did it. Yeah, exactly.
1: But it was completely affecting my mental health 100% in that when I went to go stop, I couldn't. And so yeah. therefore I use that term and I think it's helpful for people.
0: And that's such a good reminder just to find what's helpful Helpful for you, and what makes you feel strong in your sobriety? And like, it sounds like you're such a researcher and you like knowledge, like, and you're using like all of these resources and tools, which is so cool. Like, you're like, I'm going to use the health coach for this, I'm going to use the pill to help me stop my cravings, I'm going to use this church group, you know, like that's so cool. You just created your own program,
1: yeah, basically, yeah. And now that I'm just trying to help others, um, like share what has worked for me. And um, I feel like it's working for a lot of women that I work with or that come to my meetings. And I've been doing one-on-one coaching and I've had several people re-sign up again to work with me. And so that's yeah. really validating that I'm like, okay, this is my calling now. I feel like
0: you could tell you're in you're doing the right thing and you're in the right place. Because like you guys go to her Instagram, Soba Sisters, which is just so cute. I'm telling you. I love that name. Because <laughs> yeah, your message is just it's so inspiring. And and we need people like you creating different programs, you know, we need something other than AA. It's not a binary question. It's not do you have a problem with alcohol? If yes, proceed to AA. If no, keep drinking. Like that's not what it is. It's alcohol is highly addictive and it's really fucking bad. Right. And like so drink it long enough, yeah, it's going to become a problem. And you don't have to wait until it is. Right,
1: you don't don't wait. Yeah. And you know, we're in 2022, so we're lucky that there's so many options and different things available than there was even five, 10, 20 years. Totally. You know, there wasn't really sober coaches. There wasn't Zoom. Yeah. There wasn't all these women's
0: groups. That's the thing. Like women, sober women are taking over the world. You guys, Mm -hmm. we are, we're taking over. So watch out. That's what I love that we just create what we needed. Basically.
1: Yeah. And I think I noticed too, I I had met up with some girls in New York that were all sober and I hadn't really been out with women that were sober and in person. And, uh, I, I noticed a difference though. Our conversations were so different than my drinking friends where we yes. would just either sit around and bitch or, you know, talk or, or gossip maybe yeah. about, oh, so-and-so in town. This group of women, we were talking about our goals and like just things that we're doing in yes. life. And I'm like, gosh, this is so much better. you like,
0: oh yeah. It's like a little therapy session. Like I have a group of sober moms just right in my community and we meet every couple of weeks and it's like, we just talk about the real stuff we talk about our struggles it doesn't have to be sobriety a lot of times it is just because like I get to talk about sobriety all the time on here but in normal life people don't get to just talk about sobriety you know and so finding that group of people that you can just talk about the challenges and the wins and the all about sobriety it's so good
1: yeah. Because they get it, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. I can share this
0: yeah. with you because you
1: know how difficult it can be sometimes. And
0: yeah, for sure. Oh, I could talk to you forever. Okay. Tell <laughs> us where we can find you so they can go look at your Instagram and then sign up for coaching and the zoom calls. You have so much. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, yep. You can find me at Soba Sisters. <laughs> My website is SobaSistas.com. Send me a DM, say hi, say that you listen to this podcast. I'd love to hear your feedback, and um, I'll give you the information to come to my free meetings. And you can join our free WhatsApp group and all of that. And um, it's a game changer. So if you've been struggling, or you're you're sober already, but you're not, you're kind of miserable, this will change that. <laughs> so
0: sounds like a great community. Yeah. Oh, Megan. Thank you. Well, thank you
1: so much for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Thank you. Keep in touch. Okay. For sure. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the sober mom life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also follow me on Instagram at the sober mom life. Okay. I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye.
1: Why are we doing an ad again?
0: So that we can tell people about brand new information, a pop culture and political podcast.
1: Say it in a way that doesn't sound like game show host.
0: Okay. Do you want to be in a room of overeducated douchebags and feel comfortable? Brand new information is for you.
1: What's it going to take to put you in this podcast today? We have brand new information on sale for free.
0: Free. Wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we might not break the political and pop culture news of the week but we put it right back together for you. That's right. Listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Oh, hey, it's Erin. And I'm Michaela, and we're the hosts of the Two Sober Girls podcast, and we are on a mission to spill the wild truth about sobriety. Forget the rosé all day cliche. Sobriety is flipping amazing. Absolutely. It's not just about quitting the drink. It's a gift you give yourself and your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Break up with that old, toxic relationship with alcohol and let us show you the possibilities. And here's the thing. Everything your precious heart desires becomes way easier without the influence of alcohol. We're not just two sober girls. We're also wellness coaches. We're here to show you how to optimize health, lifestyle, and beauty, feel sexy and alive as F. So stay tuned because we're rolling out new episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts and trust us, they have your name written all over them. We can't wait to share the magic of sobriety and wellness with you. Subscribe to Two Sober Girls podcast today and come follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes action and send us a DM. We can't wait to meet you.